right before my child was born, Laura and I had this grand idea that we'd be recording podcasts all the time and that a child would have zero impact on my life. And I was totally wrong. I moved. Laura's gotten a new job. It's just been really hard. And part of that too is that I've just been sad. I've just been feeling depressed. And I really sort of needed this to just kind of get out of my funk. So enjoy the episode. It's a little bit different from other ones we've done. And I apologize in advance for all the bitching. Before this episode begins, I just really wanted to say thank you to everybody. When Laura and I started this podcast two years ago, we had a vision of how it was going to go based on how well El Dude Brothers had been and how smoothly that had gone. Hello, my name is Sean. And my name's Laura. And welcome to the British Television Invasion podcast for the first time in like a year and a half. How are you, Laura? I'm all right. Apart from the fact that, you know, civilization is collapsing around our ears. How about you? Uh, I'm doing good. So people may not know this because it never got released because of awesome stuff. But uh, Laura and I talked back in March and we talked about how the pandemic was impacting our lives. And that was at the height of it. And we were talking about kind of all the crazy stuff that was going on and sat down to edit that podcast. Got three quarters of the way done. And then I got a new hard drive in my computer and I formatted the wrong hard drive and lost everything. Yeah, so that was that was pre so we weren't locked down then. I think you might have been. We weren't. And then obviously we were. And it's just been fucking brilliant from there on in. <laughs> yeah. This episode is gonna be a little different than what we normally do because Laura and I are just gonna talk because we haven't talked to each other in like seven months so we're gonna kind of talk catch up with each other probably talk about television for foreign people that are for non-americans let me rephrase that who care about the american election we'll probably talk about that a little bit um we're definitely gonna talk about tv shows that we've been watching because when you've been locked down for seven months all you really have to do is watch tv so there'll <laughs> be some fun stuff there and yeah we're just it's gonna be kind of free form we're just gonna see what happens it'll be fun um, it's avant-garde podcasting yeah we'll be like uh, real podcasters <laughs> <laughs> so let me just start laura how has your life changed since march it's been weird so obviously from march we got locked down on like the 23rd of march my daughters who are now six and four but were then five and three both obviously got thrown into not being in school not being in nursery my my older daughter she went back to school at the beginning of june for like one and a half days a week she did that with very few other children she was one of only i think 15 children that that anyone sent their kids in it was really weird my youngest was off school for six months she's only gone back to which has gone to a new nursery because she started at the school in what i guess you would call kindergarten she's started at the beginning of September but she was off for six months going mental oh yeah my husband was teaching still he didn't didn't go in school till September so he was just off for six six months he did two days I think on a rotor system I was working uh for an educational for for the council doing some educational consultant work got sent to work from home it was horrible 
and um, then I got made redundant and now I am unemployed, gamefully unemployed. So it's been a really weird year for us. How about you? Oh, well, my year doesn't even compare to that so far. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so basically, kind of in early March, I actually had some plans for the weekend that we went into lockdown. And here's how I knew, like, things were getting kind of serious, was that initially, Nicole kind of thought it was being blown out of proportion a little bit. And then um, one day she came home and she said, yeah, I don't want you going to that convention this weekend. And I was like, Oh no, it'll be fine. I'll I'll you know wash my hands. I'll make sure to use hand sanitizer, etc. Mm. She's like, yeah, I don't want you to go. And so at that point, I knew like, oh well, maybe shit's gonna get wild. So then my company that I work for, they said effective immediately, you can work from home if you want. And I was like, okay, well I don't want to work from home because my internet is is crap. Later that day, it got changed to oh no, you must work from home. So I was like, oh, okay, well, this is going to be fun. So we had a couple months of that, and then they said initially that we were going to come back into the office at, like, end of May, beginning of June. Mm. Then in April, May time frame, they said that we were going to be back in August. And then in July, they just said everybody's work from home indefinitely. Uh, the biggest impact that everything has really had is that I haven't worn pants since like <laughs> March. Like I have like eight pairs of basketball shorts that I just rotate through. <laughs> I haven't got a haircut since fucking February. No, me neither. It's crazy. I'm I'm booked in for my first haircut in literally eight months on Tuesday and I just know the hairdresser's gonna say, the fuck happened to your hair? The split ends are out of control. Well, here's a little known secret that I don't think I've ever told you before, Laura, is that I've always wanted long hair, but <laughs> but I always get to this phase where I think I just look like a fucking homeless person. No offense <laughs> to any homeless people that are like listening to this podcast, but I, and I just can't push through it. You know, I have this yeah. desire to like, quote unquote, look professional, Yeah. but like now that I'm working from home, I just don't care. My hair is fucking long. <laughs> It's insane. Is this a look you're just going to carry on now? Do you think you're just going to... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. for sure. Interesting. For sure. So I ended up cutting my husband's hair, which, I mean, it's laughable. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't put scissors in the hands of anyone that's ever met me would know. You would not... I'm just not <laughs> it got to the point where he was just like, no, like you say, I look homeless. And he had to go into school for one of these rotor days, like one of the few rotor days he had to do and he's like I can't I can't go in looking like this so uh this was at the point where we could meet outside but not in this was sort of like the end of June so we met in a park and my brother-in-law so Phil's sister's husband bought some like wireless fucking clipper things did his uh -huh. beard and I cut his hair with these scissors we ordered off Amazon <laughs> in the park. I mean, it was insane. It looked okay. I was surprised at how well it came out. But anyone that was watching that interaction of us just sitting on a park bench cutting his hair must have thought, what the fuck are these people on? But it was just the life we were living back then. <laughs> it was insane. Maybe they thought you were doing like haircuts for the homeless or yeah, something like that. He looked like a tramp. I imagine that they just thought, oh, that's nice. They're taking... They're helping people out who are living on the streets. I mean, he looked <laughs> mad and his hair hadn't grown. It wasn't really growing down, but it was growing out. So it was just like wide and 
it was awful. He looked like a member of ZZ Top by, by that point. <laughs> uh, my hair is so long that I can tuck it behind my ears. <laughs> What does your wife think about that? I would have to ask her. She says she doesn't care. I don't think she cares. But I'm sort of wondering secretly if she really does care and is just being nice and not telling me. I guess it's weird, isn't it? Because we're like, not. There just isn't a, a kind of outside in terms of... I mean, I haven't done anything. It's interesting you say about you were going to a convention because we were meant to be going that weekend before, probably the same weekend. We were meant to be going to see Morrissey and anyone again has ever spoken to me. I love Morrissey and would walk over broken. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, but it was it was just at the, that point it was too dicey. Do you know what I mean? It was getting it was yeah. it wasn't sensible to go and hang out with five thousand other people in a quite small room. Um, and it yeah. was the, I think it was in Alexandra Palace, which is quite it's not huge either. So you're quite. You're of course always at a gig you're going to be hemmed in with people but it's not like it was in some sort of arena space so we didn't go and um and that was sort of the last social thing we had planned really like we've not there's nowhere to go with people is there i don't know what it's like over there but like we're not allowed to mix our households now again in london so you can't go to the pub with anyone and it's just been it's been a horrible time for everyone's social life like haven't got one yeah so you know the interesting thing i know that like people who don't live in america some of this is probably sounds like a little like what the fuck but everything is just such a patchwork here like some of the quote-unquote blue states are in much more strict um lockdown measures here in kansas we have a mask mandate experience what is your are you a democrat or republican state i don't even know whoa uh <laughs> kansas is a very republican state oh okay all right yeah now that being said kansas is actually a very democratic state which i know just contradicts exactly what i said but the thing is is we have we have basically kind of three population centers in the entire state and that's um kansas city kansas metro area which is where i live uh wichita and topeka and then there's also Lawrence, but Lawrence is like a much smaller town, but it's Lawrence is, is heavily democratic. So the four those four population centers, we actually elected a democratic governor in our state. But the thing is is we have so many of these small like rural counties where there's like, you know, thirty people and a cow that are <laughs> yeah. are very conservative. So our state while our state governor and one of our house of representatives, like kind of your house of commons, um, one of our house of representatives is a, is a Democrat. The state legislature is like heavily Republican and they have basically done everything that they can. They've done everything in their power to shoehorn our governor. They tried to during Easter. So like, remember Easter was when, like, shit was the worst. Yeah, it was really going down then. They sued the governor in the state Supreme Court saying that her ban on indoor religious services was unconstitutional. So the Kansas Supreme Court had to meet at, like, one in the morning on a Saturday to try to decide this case because the next day was literally Easter. And the thankfully the state Supreme Court was like, Oh uh, no, you guys are fucking idiots. Of course, this isn't like a 
ban on religious freedom. She's just doesn't want people to fucking die. But mm. the coronavirus response in the U.S. has been atrocious, as I'm sure pretty much everybody fucking knows. I mean, the thing is, it's been atrocious here, but it looks like it's been really atrocious there. I mean, I just it's 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 hard as a as a British person because I don't fully understand your your system of government although i do understand it a bit better now i've got into hamilton i have to say but <laughs> but um because i don't fully because i don't fully understand your system of government it seems even madder that different parts of i mean different parts of our country are doing different things because obviously we've got the devolved nations but for the most part england wales scotland northern ireland are doing similar things if not exactly the same whereas it seems like there's massive differences in what states are doing uh one of the states here tennessee mm -hmm. their governor the other day was like yeah we're just gonna go back to the way things were before coronavirus no mask mandate no ban on indoor gatherings like have fun people is that was that do you think in response to trump being a massive fucking tool about getting coronavirus do you think that that changed has that changed the attitude of some places no no not at all in fact the narrative with Trump having coronavirus has basically been, oh, look, it's not that bad. Trump recovered from it. We have nothing to fear. Is that, um, I mean, that just say, that's the impression we've had. But I will say that for all our, like, you know, in, in a lot of ways, um, Britain's a conservative country with a small C and sometimes with a large C. But, you know, we, we, you know it's a, it is a conservative country, but the narrative about trump here is that he's a mental case do you know what i mean there's very few people defending trump so do i know what you mean <laughs> <laughs> but the um but the situation since the corona thing with him there's just there's no pretense like not news night even radio four like uh today on radio four which is a, like the flagship news program of the bbc on radio which is really it's a really serious you know it's not gonna there's no pretense at being impartial everyone's just saying that man is fucking mental and is that the case there is that is 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 there an open dialogue about how mad he's being or not really republicans in general have rallied behind him to this point where uh it's okay if i kind of jump rewind a little bit yeah, yeah of course yeah okay so as you, I'm sure you're aware, uh, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg died probably like three weeks, a month ago. Yeah, and now you've got that mad Hamed's Tower woman. The weekend that uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, the fucking ghouls on the right, the Republicans, were like tamp dancing on her grave. Like, yeah. oh my God, we're going to get a third. So also, just for listeners who don't understand... Getting three Supreme Court justices in one presidential term never fucking happens. And it would, of course, happen to the biggest piece of shit. Ugh. <laughs> it's just, ugh. And so then the following week, <clears throat> or like maybe it was two weeks later, I don't exactly remember, Trump gets coronavirus. I think, he got Trump, I think Trump got it the next week. I think yeah, it was yeah. like... Yeah, 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 I think you're right. Like, and died and, horrific yeah, debate he got corona yeah and like literally if you said anything about trump the right-wingers were coming out and like 
how ghoulish of you to dance on his grave. How <laughs> ghoulish of you to talk about, even if you don't respect the man, you have to say, I would never want anybody to catch coronavirus. No, I wanted the motherfucker to catch coronavirus so that he knew how fucking serious it was. I mean, if you think about it, Laura, the reason that it didn't seem serious for Trump is because he was in a six-bedroom fucking private hospital suite with the best fucking doctors in the world getting experimental fucking treatments that you're not getting, that I'm not getting. And all these people are like, oh, yeah, coronavirus isn't shit. Coronavirus isn't shit. Look, Trump was fine. I'm like, well, yeah, everybody would be fine if all 220-plus thousand people in the U.S. that ha had gotten the same health care that Trump did, we wouldn't have 220,000 fucking dead people. So Sorry. this is really interesting. Can you tell because... that I'm, can you tell that this, like, <laughs> that I'm very pissed off about this? Yeah, this is really interesting. So I've just gone back on my Facebook to look. Um, so obviously Boris Johnson, our esteemed prime minister, also got coronavirus uh, back in March. And um, I posted, so when it came yes. up on the news alert, I, I lost friends over this. So I'm just looking to see. I remember I, that post. I remember yeah, that yeah, post like, crystal clear, Laura. Yeah, Facebook friends. I, but, but girls I went to school with, girls I've known 25 years. I, I had 116 comments on this, of which were essentially like, you are the devil, like wishing death on this man. And all I'd said was, the original post was, Phil's just shouted at me from the living room whilst we've been doing homeschool. Boris Johnson's tested positive for coronavirus. It proper cheered me up. And it did cheer me up because, like you say, this this is a man who'd been saying not two weeks previously that it was nothing really to worry about. He was shaking the hands of corona yeah. patients in a hospital. And I got, yeah, called the devil. Literally, someone said, you are the devil. And I ended up putting a clarification on the thing saying, I obviously don't wish illness on anyone. And he had a pregnant girlfriend at the time. But the sweet irony of this, after he said he wouldn't get it because he's been washing his hands, is delicious. And obviously he did end up in ICU and he was a lot iller. But like you say, he got the best care, the kind of care that I wouldn't get if I was ill and in ICU yeah. with coronavirus. And no, I'm sorry, I, I don't take it back. I thought it was truly he deserved that he absolutely deserved it it was the universe paying him back as far as i was concerned and the same with trump you can't go around for six months saying uh i'm not gonna get this injection bleach or whatever nonsense he was saying and not have people think it's funny <laughs> frankly when they they get the disease i mean yeah what and even more so with you guys because you've got such a disparity in healthcare, and this is a man who's determined to take affordable healthcare away from from poorer people. No, I don't feel sorry for him at all. Uh, so the thing that I posted that got people pissy with me is I said, <laughs> "I wish I had Melania Trump's I don't really care do you jacket just so I could wear it today." And people were remember. like, "This is dude that I was friends with in school was like, oh, you know." look at the tolerant left and it's just like no eat a dick <laughs> exactly exactly that and it's yeah i'm sorry i think we went off on a tangent though because you were saying about um about him electing or whatever he did with matey to get her into the supreme court oh uh i 
I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. This is probably like excellent podcasting. I don't really remember what we were talking about. I'm sorry. Right, I'm, I'm fine. I think we were essentially getting to that. Hey, Trump, Trump had Corona and that. Yeah. And you, do so, you think that he is as over it as he's saying he is now? You know, so that's the other thing that's been super interesting about Trump being sick is that in a normal presidency with a normal president and a normal presidential administration, I would maybe trust what the, the information that we were getting, you know? Yeah. But like, I don't. It's a little hard for me to say. Like, he, at his town hall, he still had a bandage on his right hand, and he's had this, a bandage on the same hand since he got sick, and so I think he's still getting an IV or something in his hand, and he's just covering the markup with a Band-Aid. Yeah. I think they're still pumping him full of steroids. Like, it wouldn't shock me. The stuff that he's been doing and saying has just been absolutely fucking crazy. Yeah. We have, like, uh, two weeks until our election, and this is going to be the longest two weeks of my life. Do you think he's going to lose? Do you think he's going to... What do you think on the ground? Because, I mean, like, all the polls seem to be suggesting he's going to lose, but is he? Well, you know, all the polls said that Hillary Clinton was going to mop the floor with yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. And she did, technically. You know, she beat him by three million whatever public votes, but because of the stupid bullshit electoral college, that didn't really fucking matter. But... Can you go uh, of that? Is that... It seems so mad that that system is in place. Is that something that can be got rid of, or is it more complicated than just someone? Because like things like so, a good example of of something similar, not similar, but like so, we've got um, there's like a rule, there's a rule about how long you have to have between general elections, and when David Cameron didn't quite win but went into coalition with the Liberal Democrats in 2010 they passed this rule that meant there had to be exactly five years between elections so it just meant that you couldn't no one could call an election tactically because in theory the uh, party that were in power can always just you know call an election and that has been got rid of now because because Boris Johnson as Prime Minister and his party have the power to do that the Electoral College is mad. Is there no way that can be got rid of by a democratic president? Well, here's the thing is that, so one, I'm not 100% sure, but I, I don't think that the Electoral College is in the Constitution. So I'm pretty positive that people could change it. The thing is, is that the Electoral College overwhelmingly favors Republicans. Mm -hmm. So... Three times in United States history, the president has lost the popular vote and won the election. Um, I don't remember who the first one was, but Bush was one yeah. and Trump was the other. The Electoral College was an idea that was conceived in a time where instantaneous communication didn't exist. A time where, you know, a state would have an election, they would send their Electoral College representative to Washington, and that person would tell oh, hey, here's how my state voted. Here's how yeah. my state voted. Here's how my state voted. And for whatever reason, we've just kept it. And it's it's unfortunate because the way that the Electoral College breaks down is that there's only like eight states that really matter. Yeah. But yeah. basically those like states control the entire fate of the United States. Are they what? 
referring to as swing states is that what that means yeah 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 so like there's some states like kansas is never going to vote democratic like we just don't have the amount of democrats in the state to outmatch all of the rural republicans as well as like our neighbor republicans but you know like a state like colorado you know they're kind of in flux florida is you know trump won florida by like less than a percent so i mean florida's always hotly contested and yeah yeah, i mean it's they they designed the electoral college because if if there was no electoral college the candidates would pretty much go to like new york city chicago and like los angeles san diego because that's basically like the big population centers in the united states that would actually matter long and short of it is the united states electoral system is incredibly fucked and it's not designed to make things better for people it's designed to make shit worse and this pandemic has really shown me how i don't know it's just it's hard when the country that you've idolized in the country that you love when the mask slips off and you see how fucked things really are mm. it's like it's kind of a bummer you know yeah you know what i mean yeah i get that and i think <sighs> for you guys as well it sounds sort of weird to say but um you're very kind of patriotism seems to be a a huge part of who of the the identity of your country in a way that it's not here or if it is it's used for ill so you know nationalism seems to to take us to bad places whereas i feel like there's a genuine goodness in some of the patriotism that is exhibited by your average american but as you say that seems to have been hijacked for evil at this point and that's not great you know i remember one time you and i talked about flags like i i said um i think i asked something like would somebody bring the flag of england to like a football game and you were like uh probably only if they were like a skinhead or i can't remember exactly what you yeah i I can't remember exactly what you said and yeah i i think that for us our love of our country is such like a national part of our identity but the thing is is that i i don't think what people understand is that you can love your country like i fucking love my country but you can also look at the the bad parts of it and you can say like, okay, this part is really fucked and you you can't like do that anymore because people are just like, oh, you're pointing out that America has a racist history. America doesn't have a racist history. You're the racist. And you're like, no, no. I mean, we literally, we literally drove people you know, fucking people from their home and murdered them as we were settling lands that they had already, you know, settled. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry. No, well, uh, I mean, let, I've... Let me, let me, let me take a drink and <laughs> dial, dial it back a little bit. I'm sorry. Well, this Excuse is probably me. a good opportunity for me to, to talk about uh, Hamilton and, the, and our household ongoing love of Hamilton. But it has given me quite a, a good um, history lesson in in what the fuck happened when America started because I didn't fully understand. And, um, and it's been really interesting to see from the point of view of, you know, for us, I think for, for most British people, America is like, we've got this love-hate relationship with you guys of like, you know, it's, 
you're kind of like us, but not 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 quite. There's a lot of similarities, but then the differences are, are quite stark. So to see the point of what America was meant to be and and what the idea behind it was when it started, and this idea of of freedom and and individual individuals being born equally and and stuff was quite eye-opening for me um because i think if i'd been there i would have completely backed the fundamental ideas of america it just seems like those fundamental ideas have been a bit lost in in recent years and it's it's it it it, it, i don't know where it's going in the same way that i don't know where we're going either It, it seems like we're in a precarious place in history at the moment oh yeah oh yeah i mean i i don't think that me saying this is the most important election in history in the history of america i i feel like that you know people have been throwing that out as like hyperbole to get people out there to vote but like really if if trump wins another term i mean like scary shit is going to happen to people that i care about and i 100% believe that that's like i know that sounds like a little conspiracy theory-ish and it probably is but i mean it just it's you know we have protesters out in the streets and then we have you know, right-wing militia groups basically shooting left-wing protesters. I mean, there was a podcast that I listened to called It Could Happen Here back in 2019, and it was a podcast series that I highly recommend. But it was it was from this uh, podcaster named Robert Evans, and he's a war journalist, and he's covered, like, the Syrian Civil War. He He's, like, been out in the streets in Portland, like with protesters fighting against the federal government, you know, troops that the Trump sent out to Portland. Um, But he did this podcast series called It Could Happen Here. And it just details, like, a couple different ways that a second civil war could start. Mm -hmm. And, like, literally 2020, I think, was episode four of that podcast. And it's just been giving me so much anxiety this uh election has been giving me anxiety coronavirus has been giving me anxiety it's like i feel like i have anxiety about everything Mm. oh i i really think we're gonna see riots here and i don't know it might be the wrong time of year for it maybe that might be the only thing that saves us but i can't see so i don't know if you're aware probably not but at the moment we've got this um situation where they've decided that they're going to lock us down in tiers. So tier three is the most serious and that's where like everything shuts and stay in your homes. Although kids can still go to school. So I'm not quite sure how it's going to, if it's going to work. Then there's tier two, which is the tier that we're currently in here in London, which is that you can't mix with other households um, other than outside. And even then it can only be in sixes. Um, And then there's tier one, which is like wear a mask, but, you keep social distance but you know knock yourselves out kind of thing Uh, and at the moment we've got this standoff where greater manchester which is second biggest city manchester's our second biggest city it's it's got a huge population their mayor who is a labor mayor and obviously our uh, our government our central government is conservative uh the mayor is refusing to 
let tier one be implemented in Manchester unless the government come up with a financial package for the people that are going to be losing money. So like the self-employed people who like taxi drivers, for instance, things like that. Um, uh-huh. So we've got this standoff at the moment where the great, the mayor of Greater Manchester, Andy Burnham, is saying, no, this is my city and I'm going to protect it. Come at me, bro, basically. And the central government, Boris Johnson, is saying, well, don't don't make me put you into tier one against your against your will. And I can see a, a situation where central government forces them into tier one and they start rioting. And I think once they start rioting, we've got big problems on our hands, particularly up north where historically they're more left wing, but they've lent their votes to this shit show of a government and they are going to be unhappy to have to have put this man in power, to put this government in power. And I think once once it kicks off in one place, it's going to kick off everywhere. And I'm genuinely concerned about that. Yeah, it's a really terrifying thought to me on, you know, what's going to happen. And, you know, the other thing that's just been so reprehensible to me has been financial assistance uh, from the government. I mean, back in April, you got that massive thousand dollar check, didn't you? Back in, back in March. Is that not, is that not still sorting you out? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, We've got a one-time, yeah, we got that one-time $1,200 payment when it looked like the lockdown was only going to be like two or three months. And as time has gone on, the Democrats in the House have passed a bill back in May. And the Republican Senate just is like, hasn't done anything with it. And, you know, then Trump starts tweeting out that he's not going to do any more negotiations on a stimulus package. And then he tweets out, okay, well, I'll do a piecemeal agreement, you know, for $1,200 checks. But, you know, like Nancy Pelosi, the Democratic Speaker of the House, she's not having any of that. And it's just like the Republicans are so concerned with jamming. Uh, Amy Comey Barrett onto the Supreme Court that they're not doing anything to help people and like I feel a little hypocritical saying this because Nicole the the lockdown has has had little to no impact on Nicole and I's financials like I'm still working 40 hours a week she's still working 40 hours a week as far as her and I are concerned nothing has changed Mm. but that's not the same for everybody Nicole's mom hasn't worked since March. Mm. Like, her unemployment is starting to run out. And, you know, she could use a $1,200 check. It's just the the whole thing has just shown to me how very little Republicans care about helping the average person as opposed to making sure businesses get fat tax cuts. It's just, it's just, ugh. I mean, I suppose God damn. You, can't, you can't say that about here. Thankfully, there, there have been large swarms of the population that have been forgotten about seemingly. So if you're self-employed and you and you've earned under a certain amount, you know, there wasn't a there wasn't any kind of stimulus for those guys. But, you know, furlough has been very generous here. The problem we've got now is it is that it's, it's coming to an end at the end of this month. And they've said they're going to say so they've got this um, second sort of tier furlough, which isn't going to be as generous. 
but they're saying you know this is the last time we can do this for you for another like three months and then you're on your own guys and and it's that's pretty terrifying there's going to be a lot of people if they do do that there's going to be a lot of people who are out on just out on the streets i mean i don't know i don't know how some people are going to be able to yeah make rent and you know do all that other stuff and it's that's pretty terrifying but i will say one thing for this government is that the initial the initial um stimulus package was was quite good and i guess yay at least they've done one thing right in this whole thing like they've not been able to stop forty thousand people plus dying but you know they propped up i mean the problem we've had with our stimulus package is it's propped up some businesses um in that maybe didn't need propping up and it's not been it's maybe not been um focused enough i think you know so some quite big corporations have really benefited from the furlough package um and actually some small businesses have fallen by the wayside um but at, yeah. at least it isn't just hey here's twelve hundred dollars six months ago and seven months ago and then you know nothing more so yeah yeah after the election and again it's a holdover from a different time in a different place we have what's called the lame duck session which is will be from like november to kind of the second week of january where even though these guys have been voted out or you know congress is in different hands or you know hopefully Trump isn't president anymore. They still have this like two and a half month grace period where they're still in power. And I'm incredibly worried about how much shit they're going to fuck up between the election and when uh, hopefully Biden gets sworn in as president. It's going to be just insane. I mean, I always find that, that crazy that you've got that like two month period um, because obviously ours is a, is a transfer of power that's immediate. You know, it's like next day. Hope, hope you didn't. Hope you've packed your boxes, guys, because if the if the prime minister gets voted out, they've got to leave. Um, so it, I always think it's weird that you've got such a long. Why is that? Why is there such a long period of time? I mean, it was just a holdover from a different time in a different place. When you know the election being on the first week of November, you know it might take two and a half months for everybody to you know get to Washington. Yeah, and okay, yeah. So it's just it's just a outdated thing. And the thing is, is I don't think that you can change that because I believe that those dates are in the Constitution and you can't just amend the Constitution. No, I've learned that from Hamilton, which is that, the, again, this is where I'm getting all of my American uh, government knowledge now. It's just it's in rhyme. So anything I know about about the American government, <laughs> I could probably sing a little song about it. Uh, <laughs> have you watched it? Uh, I haven't. Uh, it's on my it's on my Disney Plus queue, but I just haven't watched it yet. I don't know. I, see, the thing is, is I don't know if it's. I mean, obviously, it's been hugely popular, hasn't it, in America? So, yes. like, I think, yeah, yeah. You know, Americans love it, but I don't know if it's the sort of thing that actually is a bit for Americans. Is a bit like okay, this is a bit patronizing. Like maybe what's maybe the reason? I mean, the, actually, it was Sadie, so it was it came out the day before. It, it came on Disney Plus that weekend of her birthday, and she wanted to watch it. Um, the night before her birthday when we were having like a little pizza party and she immediately fucking loved it. I mean, in a way that was quite weird, frankly, because I don't, I don't think six-year-olds are who it's aimed at. But um, it's, you know, everyone I know that's watched it loves it. Me and my best friend are just mad for it, want to go and see it at the West End. 
Uh, but I don't know if it's we like it because we're not American and we didn't know any of this stuff. I don't know for you guys whether it's slightly patronizing. Uh, I think that my par- my parents went and saw it last year in Kansas City and they loved it. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's definitely tapped into like a mood, I think. And it's the songs are just catchy as fuck. So, I think that's the, yeah. the main thing. But, yeah, that's where I'm getting all my, I've, I've, I never really understood the constitution, but now I've heard it in rap form. I do understand <laughs> it. <laughs> Tell me about something you've been watching then in your lockdown. Let's talk about something fun. Okay. So, what have I been watching? No shock to you, I've been watching a lot of wrestling because that still has somehow managed to keep uh, going on oh, really? even in in the pandemic world. Yeah, they just empty arena shows or shows with just very small crowds. And so that has been kind of the main thing. Um, I started listening to this audio book called, hold on a second, a libertarian walks into a bear, the utopian plot to liberate an American town and some bears. And it's really interesting. I posted a, a link to this article. It's a review of the book on my Facebook page. But basically these libertarians, which libertarians are kind of a smaller offshoot of the Republican Party. And they basically believe that like government is stupid and that the free market, the free market will is will correct everything that like just trust businesses right um so a bunch of libertarians moved to this town in new hampshire and then basically took over it and then started instituting libertarian ideals well one of the rules that this town had was that the trash cans had to have locking lids on them so that bears couldn't get into the trash cans right so libertarians believing that there should be no such thing as regulation got rid of that requirement. So then bears started coming into the town. Yeah, no one told bears. And bears started killing people. And so the town got together and said, we have to do something about the bears. And then this one lady was like, well, I like the bears. The bears are cute. And they were like, okay, well, since this person wants the bears in the town, we can't, you know, it would be improper for us to infringe on her right to look at the bears. So, you know, we're just not going to do anything about the bears. And then basically bears have like taken over this town. That's insane. That's madness. So what happened at the end? Uh, Well, I mean, it's still kind of an ongoing struggle. And then what happened was more libertarians moved into New Hampshire. So kind of the whole New Hampshire government has taken this libertarian slant. So when the town asked for assistance from the the state government, the state government was like, that's not our place. Wow. That's, that seems insane that that can happen. Yeah. Yeah. Libertarians are insane, Laura. Wow. Well, that's. Yeah. I've downloaded this uh, audiobook through audible and I'm very excited to listen to it. Um, what else have I watched? Uh, Mandalorian. I watched the Mandalorian on Disney plus. That was like freaking incredible. Loved, 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 loved the Mandalorian. Um, Nicole's been watching Schitt's Creek. Oh, so we tried. So all I'm hearing is that's amazing. And didn't it win a load of Emmys as well recently? Um, but we tried to watch it and we watched like three episodes and we're like, are we missing something? This is terrible. Does it get better? Is it like a slow burner? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we've got to get past the first 
bit i'm gonna push then beyond it because i don't think i think we've lost phil i don't think he's gonna watch it but all i'm hearing is it's amazing and i'm not feeling that up to I, I think it was i think it was one of those shows that started with kind of one slant to it and then kind of as time went by like the slant started to change and you, you know how I and mean, you don't really see it in like peep show because the characters are pretty i feel like the characters are probably pretty developed from the the jump and don't really change but like some of the characters will have like revelations about like oh wow the way i'm behaving is kind of shitty and then it it makes them change and become better people and i think that that's what really appeals to people about the show is this like i admit that i have a toxic trait i'm gonna work better to prevent that toxic trait i guess that's sort of true of the American office actually I felt that watching that from the beginning to the end and also that the writers sort of worked out who the characters were on the job so I mean that first season of that is fucking abysmal I think because they're just trying to copy the British version and it doesn't work at all and I feel like once the writers kind of thought found out like oh so this is who these characters are and this is what we need to do with them to give them a different life or a different slant from the original like what they're based on it became its own show and it was much better for it um yeah some of those characters develop over like three or four seasons which obviously is something that american shows have the freedom to do because there's so many episodes of them the other show that i watched just that just i finished the last episode of the second season recently was the amazon tv series the boys have you heard of that at all? Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, it comes up on my carousel. I was like, you should watch this every now and again. But no, I, I haven't watched it. I've heard it's Do you good. Know what it's about? Isn't it? I know it's like, it's something to do with superheroes, but clever. Is that right? Uh, superheroes, but basically, all the superheroes are like gigantic fucking assholes that use their powers not to help people, but to help themselves. Right. And homelander who's basically like the superman equivalent you know the thing is is like superman cares about humanity because he was raised by good parents in smallville kansas mm -hmm. whereas like homelander was raised in a lab and experimented on his entire life so he has no empathy towards people so he just will like kill them at random and it just doesn't even matter to him because, like, non-superhuman people to him are just, like, flies. Right, yeah. And the actor that plays Homelander, his name is Anthony Starr, in the second season especially, there's one of the characters describes living with Homelander as living with a loaded weapon. Oh, excuse me. She says that living with Homelander is like living with a loaded gun pointed at you. You know the gun is there, you know it's pointed at you, and you're just waiting for it to go off, and there's nothing you can do because Homelander is just so powerful. And it's really good. It is a deeply uncomfortable show to watch. There's a lot of, like, nudity, and there's a lot of incredibly graphic violence. It's a very uncomfortable show to watch, but it is really, really good. Hmm, okay, I might... I might look into that then because it does come up and I have heard good things about it. It just, um, it, it nothing about the thumbnail appealed to me. So, you know, it's like on to the next thing on the carousel. Yeah. No, and I can get that. If you're, if you're not like into superhero stuff, like 
it would I, I can totally understand not wanting to watch it but it is not a superhero series at all it's a like a character series that just happens to have superheroes in it interesting also carl urban is just absolutely freaking incredible in it and i love him i'm trying to think what we sort of watched over over like when lockdown was at its peak so so we got heavily into um the american version of uh 90 day fiance because <laughs> i don't know someone said it was someone need to watch this series and it was just fucking batshit so we got heavily into the last series of that um, did you watch tiger king then oh yeah we did watch tiger king yeah i mean that was that was many moons ago now but yeah we did watch tiger king and enjoyed it i mean that was also insane i think we can all agree <laughs> um what if, what if we watch this? I'm trying to think of something that's actually got substance rather than just absolute nonsense that we've watched. Oh, we watched Unorthodox on Netflix, um, based on the the memoir about the um, Hasidic Jew girl who breaks away from her Hasidic community in New York and finds herself. That was very good. Oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, so she is based on a, a real story. It's based on a memoir. Um this girl was like brought up in this Hasidic community um, by her grandparents because her mum, I think, has left already. And she gets married really young and goes through like the Hasidic rituals of like having her head shaved and, and all that stuff. Um, but she can't, she doesn't like her husband very much and they, she can't have sex. She's got issues in that area can't have penetrative sex and this kind of leads to her deciding that she's gonna leave because this isn't the life she wants and and she finds herself and and has like a whole different life elsewhere it's it's really good it's it's not an easy watch by any means but it's really well done oh that sounds awesome uh, I, i'll have to check that out that's right up my alley um yeah I, sorry i was just looking at what netflix shows have come out this year I, I remembered one that I, I well, another s- series that I had watched was Sex Education. Have you watched that? No, I've heard it's good though. It's really good. I I enjoyed it a lot. It's very funny. Also, Don't Fuck With Cats, which... Oh, uh, we watched that. That was mental. Okay, so do you know Deanna, uh, Body Moving? Like, she was like the main woman? Yeah. Okay, I played World of Warcraft with her and I, like, talked to her probably like once a month. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, she was, she was interesting. Interesting lady. I don't know if you remember, but um, back in like December of 2018, like before Eddie was born, I kind of mentioned offhand that a friend of mine was going to be in a Netflix series. Yeah, I do remember you saying that. She was, I mean, she was amazing. It was, ama- it was amazing what they all did with that. I mean, with such little information that they managed to like crack the case was insane. Yeah. Yeah, she is a, she's an absolutely like wonderful person too. She's like the, one of the nicest people I've ever met. As, yeah that was a really crazy show um, well i guess i never technically have met her but you know yeah whatever talk to her you know yeah it was yeah that was really crazy um i'm just i'm gonna look at that's a good idea to look at my netflix to see what the hell i've been watching what have i been doing with my time we've just started yeah. with, um upload on um uh, yeah, which is really good. That's on Amazon for us. I don't know if it's on Amazon. Oh, okay. I was wanting to... Uh, uh, you said upload, right? Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was one I wanted to watch too. Um, um, it's really good, yeah. We've only got to like episode five, I think. Um, 
but it's it's really good it's really compelling um and it's a really compelling idea like if that's where we're going maybe we don't oh Oh, umbrella academy season two was another series that i watched that i was really good i never watched the first season but i do remember you saying the first season was good yeah i don't it's it's weird because now that i'm thinking about it like uh umbrella academy and um the boys have kind of a similar like flawed superhero type deal yeah Oh, so we watched, um, um, we watched Dirty Joel and we watched the first series of that. That was that was mental, but quite good. What series? Dirty John was a podcast originally, which I did I listened to. Um, but it's about a woman who she gets this boyfriend who's like too good to be true, and he is too good to be true, and a psycho. Oh, but she. I think Nicole might actually like that. Yeah, she marries him really quickly, and she definitely shouldn't have done. Uh, just looking to see what else we've watched. Um, what have I been watching on HBO? Oh, uh, so there was a. Let's see, what have I been watching on HBO? Not really, not really much of anything. Um, I started watching The Wire, which was a is an old, older series that a lot of people are like. You should watch The Wire. Yeah, so I watched that with my ex, who was a police officer. We watched that together. I remember it being quite good. I mean, isn't that where, um, what's his chops? Um, Dominic West found fame. He's in that, isn't he? Um, I'm not 100% sure who Dominic West is. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah he I, was I, like, I think he was like one of, I, he's like one of the main guys in that. But, but, Muck someone, McNulty, is it? Is yeah, he's he, yeah, 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 McNulty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I watched that like twelve years ago, probably, but do remember it being very well done, if a bit depressing, um, because you know, there's not there's no happy endings in the wire, as I recall. But yeah, I remember it being very well done, and it's one of those shows that everyone says that you should watch. The biggest disappointment for me this year so far, as it well, there's two big disappointments that for this year for me. But one was that Survivor has effectively been cancelled because there's no place to film it. Oh, okay. And, yeah, that, yeah. and I'm super upset about that because I love Survivor. But as a consolation, Big Brother came back and they did like an all-star Big Brother season and I was so pumped about it. I spent, uh, like all my friends that are into Big Brother, we just spent like weeks leading up to the series like talking about how excited we are and then it's just been absolute shit. Uh, and it just upsetting yeah when you've been looking oh god i stopped watching it week four it was so bad oh really yeah that's i don't know what they're gonna do so our two big reality shows are like strictly coming on soon now and um i'm a celebrity get me out of here and they've found a way around strictly come dancing so they're like in their own support bubble with each other so they're allowed to compete but I don't know what they're going to do with I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. I, I, again, I don't see how they can film it anywhere because it's like it's filmed in Australia and there's loads of different rules about like quarantining and stuff. So it just seems unlikely they'll be able to make it happen. They should just keep doing the circle. <laughs> yeah, the circle would be perfect for these troubled times, wouldn't it? Cir Circle's like the safest show they could do. Did you watch that? Yes, I did. Yeah, it was insane. Did you watch the 
the American version that was on Netflix, or did you watch the no, British, I watched British version? version. Okay, because I haven't watched the British version, but I've heard it's really, really good. It was really good. Yeah, it's on um, it's on more four. If you can, if you can convince convince your hardware that you're in the UK, is I actually yeah. probably can do that with uh, some a fair amount of ease. But yeah, I've been wanting to watch the the Circle UK because I I quite adored the American Circle. It was it was a very very fun show. It was so stupid. It was so stupid, but weirdly compelling. It was it was it was really good. I really liked it. It's an interesting idea. I tell you what we did watch on Netflix that we really enjoyed was Duchess uh, with Catherine... I can't remember her surname. Oh, Catherine my Bryan. folks watched that. Yeah, it was very good. It was very funny. Yeah, yeah, my folks liked that. watched that and liked it too. Yeah, she's not, she's not much of an actress, but that's okay. I can forgive that because it's so funny. Uh, the other show that I watched... Um, you can just see kind of what trashy television that I've uh, been watching is, um, oh, Love is Blind. Oh, see, I want to watch that, but Phil's been like, no, that looks rubbish, so we've not... Uh, it is complete and utter rubbish, yeah. but it's like one of the most, it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I mean, this is coming from a man who actively, we not only did watch 30 Day Fiancé, but we also watched um, 90 Day Fiancé. We also watched the Australian Married at First Sight, which is spoiler fucking mental the last series of that so he's got a cheat to say that looks rubbish when he's actively participated in the watching of both those shows but yeah he uh i, I haven't been meaning to watch love is blind for, for a while it's uh, like nicole kept popping in as i was watching it and she was like what the fuck are you watching and i was like oh love is blind and she's like this is the dumbest <laughs> like this is so dumb and i was like i know but i can't stop watching it yeah it's, it's making me forget about the fact that we're gonna have a civil war is that i'm gonna watch love is blind you know the weirdest thing to me laura this year has just been like movies you do you do you realize that this is the first year this is the first time in i think 12 years that a marvel movie hasn't come out i really no i'm not aware of that yeah, so the first Iron Man movie came out in 2008, and ever since 2008, at least one Marvel movie has come out every single year, every year, for 12 straight fucking years. This is the first year in 12 years that a Marvel movie hasn't come out. Like, it, it the stuff like that just blows my mind. Is that because of the pandemic, or yeah, yeah, so yeah, I mean. Originally, they had talked about releasing Black Widow, which was supposed to come out in, I believe, May. And they had talked about still releasing it or releasing it online. And then I think that Disney just sort of decided, like, we're just going to wait. We're just going to wait. Do you, I mean, uh, are cinemas in the same sort of trouble over there that they are? I guess you've still had... Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, they are? Yeah, they're, oh. yeah, they're in a lot of trouble over here. Yeah, one of our major <laughs> cinema chains has just shut down and... Yeah, they're they're saying that it's going to be the they're waiting on the new Bond film, and if that doesn't save cinema when it comes out, then there's kind of no hope for for cinema. So that's depressing. Yeah, I love yeah, it's it. really crazy. Yeah, uh, you know, like because Tenet is a movie that I was because uh, I love Christopher Nolan. You know, I've been super excited about Tenet coming out, and. It's playing in the theaters here, and part of me is like, oh my god, I really want to go see Tenet in the theater. 
But then the other part of me is like, oh, but then that means I have to go to a theater. And I, I just don't want to go to a theater. I don't want to be around other people. It's so... It's, it's weird how the pandemic has like warped the way I think about other people now. You're, you know, you're a hermit now. Oh yeah, you're a hermit with long hair. That's. I mean, we have been to the cinema a few times, but there's been like really good safety measures in our cinema to the point that the last film we saw, we were the only ones in there. So it's um the capacity is way down in our cinemas, which is obviously bad for for them and for their revenue, but. The safety features have been quite good. Yeah. And I think that the cinemas here um, have generally, I think, are taking good safety precautions. Um, I know that the one that's local to me, they only sell like a quarter of the um, theater out. Like a sellout would be a fourth of what it normally is. Uh, you have to wear your mask unless you're eating or drinking, but like you could just get a large popcorn and just sit there and I guess eat it the whole movie, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just like I don't want to risk it. No, no, I can understand that. It's um, especially if it depends like what the infection rate is like where you are as well. If it's high, then yeah, I can understand you not wanting to go out. And like now, our numbers are up again. I wouldn't be going to cinema either. But in the summer, it was kind of, you know, things were better. Um, and there was the opportunity to, to go to the cinema. But, yeah, I don't think we're going to be going back for the winter. So, But luckily, nothing's coming out anyway. So it's kind of, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. How do you think Christmas oh. is going to go for you guys? Like, is Christmas cancelled? Is, is it looking that way? Oh, I mean, we've got, you know, there's already people who are, like, up in arms about Halloween. Yeah. Um, and then you know we have Thanksgiving between Halloween and Christmas, and I you know Thanksgiving is going to be a weird one too because usually we go to Nicole's family, and I'm not sure that I would feel particularly comfortable going to an in-person Thanksgiving with like 25 people indoors and people probably the bulk of people not wearing a mask. Like yeah. I don't. I I'm hoping. I think, because Nicole and I talked about it, is that we're just going to go to kind of my parents for Thanksgiving, maybe invite her mom over to my parents' house, and then just kind of do like a small thing with just our group. But it's, yeah, I mean, it's weird when you think that we were talking about opening back up in Easter. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. When Trump was saying it'd be a nice time because he just really likes Easter. Yeah, that was one of my favorite days of. That was right before the the bleach thing, wasn't it? Of just like this man is. Yeah. This man is mental. Yeah. I really like Easter. Yeah. So let's just all go out for Easter. Yeah, let's just all go out for Easter and fucking infect each other with COVID. <laughs> you know, now his new thing is now the new thing is is, you know, now that Trump's had coronavirus, he knows how serious it is. So, you know, we don't want to elect Joe Biden because Joe Biden's never had coronavirus. He doesn't know how. Oh, that's ridiculous. How that's, serious that, it is. That's insane. And I can, I, uh, I mean, it, it, go on, Laura. To you and me, as normal, non-fucking-crazy people, that sounds totally goddamn insane. But, unfortunately. But, to, like, the Trump death cult, it's like, yes, (laughs) Master Trump, he know what, like, to be sick. 
he know how to run country. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? I mean, I'm, I, yeah, I just, I mean, that debate was hands down one of the maddest things I've ever seen. I watched, so the BBC had like, because obviously it was in the middle of the night here. So the BBC had this like edited highlights that was 45 minutes long and got to the end of that. And I was like, I'm going to have to watch the whole thing now because that was so mad. Like the edit was so mad got to see what the rest of it was like and i was just i was i couldn't believe i was i had my my jaw was on the floor that anyone could be watching trump thinking this guy really really has a handle on stuff like it's yeah (laughs) i know it's insane like yeah I, i was watching this and i was like how how does anybody watching this look at this guy and go Oh yeah, he's all there in the head. Yeah, he's like clearly got something really wrong with him. Um and I I read that book, you know, the book that his niece wrote, um the oh what was it called? Too much and never enough. And yeah, and um and that was really interesting. And I said at the time when I was reading that, I said was talking to Phil about it and I said, you know, this is a man who is clearly has got clear psychological problems. And if he was not like the leader of the free world and so dangerous, you'd feel really sorry for him. Like he clearly had a really unpleasant childhood. He's clearly got massive emotional problems. He clearly can't connect with people in any real way. Like it's really sad, but he's also fucking dangerous. So actually I don't feel sorry for him, but you know, objectively that book paints a really sad, sad picture. I haven't read it, but some of it, and yeah, I mean, it. I don't pity Nazis. Like, I don't. But I, I understand completely what you're saying, where if you didn't know who this book is about, if you just said, like, boy A, that you might be like, oh, man. Whew, yeah. It, poor boy it, A. It's everything, every single part of his life has kind of gone poorly, I would say, as a as a direct result of this mad upbringing he had, and like particularly his father, who seems like he was fucking mad. And I, you know, yeah, like you say, if it was boy A, you'd say, oh, that's really sad. Like his dad was abusive. His mum wasn't there. He can't clearly can't form relationships. Like he's got massive problems with keeping faithful to anyone. Clearly like that's a, a result of, of the you know psychological harm of some description but you know who he is and he's such a obnoxious fucker that you can't feel any sympathy for him and that's you know makes it twice as sad in a way yeah i doubt there are Ugh. people out there who really care about him like i doubt he's very loved and that's really sad but also he's weaponized that to become a dangerous force and that's yeah troubling yeah oh yeah it's it's absolutely insane i mean somebody on cnn as soon as the debate was over just said that was a shit show inside the dumpster fire that was marvelous the shit the shit show comment was what we were all thinking i i appreciate that that was uh yeah it's i mean it's it's weird as well for us because like we've only started having these televised debates over the last kind of like 10 years, really. It's quite, it's relatively new for us. 
and our televised debates are so so polite and kind of like you know like very that's how that's how every that's how every debate we've ever had has been where it's like even even the 2012 romney obama debate that i would say at the time when i left when i was done watching that i was like whoo that was a really contentious debate between those two and you know now it just it looks like nothing and you know then they were supposed to have this town hall and trump got sick and then they said that the town hall was going to be virtual well trump didn't want to do the virtual town hall because basically he knew that they could just mute mute him whenever they wanted (laughs) so then he did an actual in-person town hall which was also fucking insane yeah so i i saw a bit of that um and i was even more amused by the saturday night live sketch of the debate where they did mute trump i don't know if you've seen it but that was it oh i haven't i'll have to watch that that. was exactly what they did was they were like they muted him and it was like fucking hell how amazing would it be if you could actually mute this mad fucker like that's what he needs is he needs oh oh yes okay actually yes yes that's right that's right i did see that i did see that with uh jim carrey yeah 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 yeah. it was very it was very funny i thought i'm yeah yeah i'm no i don't know saturday night live especially but it came up on my youtube recommended and i did laugh a lot so yeah and then there was these right-wing nut jobs that were gonna kidnap and kill the governor of um, michigan and then we're gonna go after the governor of wisconsin because they feel like their coronavirus restrictions are too um are too uh are are unconstitutional and it's their job as a militia to defend the constitution by kidnapping and murdering the governor of michigan and then uh anyways sorry i'm probably gonna cut that part out so we can just like <laughs> leave i it. haven't even heard about that i mean that's uh, that news hasn't even filtered over it's probably it's probably is just like there's too much to report from your country at the moment uh i think i don't know maybe i told you this maybe i didn't but i just have outrage fatigue yes i think you did say that i i completely identify with that because there comes a point even probably before corona like obviously we had that mad election last december where it was like he can't johnson can't possibly win this or win this well and then he got that landslide and i was just like you know what i'm done having this argument like actually britain deserves everything it gets now it's voted against its own interests once again spectacularly but then obviously all this happened with with corona and it seems even less fair that that britain voted against its own interests but you know there comes a point where you think about your fellow countrymen fuck me if you're gonna keep doing this to yourselves i cut you know there's no hope really and and i've got to save some of my energy for for my personal life rather than just being angry at the government the whole time i feel like i'm becoming more radicalized to the left yeah <laughs> i don't i don't know if that makes sense i know, I know what you mean because the, like the more insane things become the more opinions are polarized and i completely agree with you that like i definitely reached a point like probably at the end of last year like with this election of eat the fucking rich do you know what i mean like i was starting to i was starting to feel quite radical left and it was like no exactly that of like you need to calm down 
centrist politics is is the way is going to be what no gets us no laura centrist politics doesn't do shit if we want real fucking progress we need fucking progressives but sorry but, but we don't god damn it i'm I, sorry i agree Excuse with me. you but we don't or certainly here we don't you know jeremy corbyn fought that corner for five years and he got absolutely trampled on in that election last year and, and we've now got and i've got a lot of time for kistama i think he's a good guy and i think he's gonna probably be prime minister and probably be a decent prime minister but he's not radically left-wing and it's not it's seemingly it you know the country doesn't want it so you've got to get behind you've got to get behind what what there is to get behind and i and i, I can't it kind of pains me to say that because my heart wants to eat the rich and you know i i don't really believe that but i i also know that that supporting a radically left-wing candidate for the last five years has done less than nothing we're in an even worse position than we were before have you seen how much fucking money jeff bezos has made since the the lockdowns in worldwide yeah yeah it's disgusting really isn't it she says with the box boxes amazon boxes litter in the room yeah oh laura yeah. I am right there with you. Yeah, yeah. And Thought Slime would probably tell me that if there's something I want to order on Amazon to find the vendor and then just order it directly from the vendor's website instead of ordering it from Amazon's website, which is probably what I should do. But my God, Amazon is just so fucking convenient. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, it's, it is that convenience thing that is... But yeah, the, the amount of money he's made and the amount of tax they're not paying is abysmal. You know, it's... I don't know. We're stuck in this cap at this trap, and I don't know what the answer is. But I don't think we're going to find it anytime soon. And then this dickhead billionaire in Texas just got arrested for the largest tax fraud in United States history, where he defrauded the government of two billion fucking dollars worth of taxes. And it's like we ask for socialized health care over here, and it's always like how are you gonna pay for it you know we ask for you know student loan forgiveness or you know free college or whatever and it's always how are you gonna pay for it and i'm like england does it england has the fucking national health care system they fucking pay for it if we're really the greatest country on earth we should be able to fucking pay for it too yeah i mean the the continuing lack of socialized healthcare in your country baffles me and continue like I, i'm more baffled with every twist and turn and, and i've i've had those arguments online with people uh with americans of like well blah blah blah, blah your country's doing this your country's doing that and mate our nhs is not perfect by any stretch of the imagination but fuck me it's got to be better than what you guys are dealing with and i don't i don't understand how it, it, even like the student loan stuff and I mean, God, you've got huge problems. I know with massive student loans that are not, you know, you have to pay back immediately that you start, like, not even waiting for a job. You just have to start paying it back immediately and, and stuff. And I know you've got big problems with that, but nothing compares, to, in my mind, to the the problems you've got with healthcare. And I don't, I don't know how you're not all on the streets writing about it. I, I really don't. I guess it's just whatever's normal to you is normal isn't it but you know 
such a good example of this is that even in the middle of the pandemic, I um I w- I didn't even find a lump. I had some pain in one of my breasts, and God bless the NHS who for things like that they act quickly and they act you know thank god touch wood there was nothing wrong with me but they act quickly they act fast and i had four mammograms and the idea of what that would cost in america for me to have four mammograms in a hurry is it makes me shiver you know that the idea that there are people that are literally going to die of cancer because they can't afford to to have that is is bonkers you know it's like you said it's the only thing that we ever know, so we don't know anything differently. But, I mean, it's just, I do, but I personally know because I was in the military, and in the military, you do have socialized health care. Government pays for everything. Mm. Like, as a military member, you don't pay for shit. Mm. Like, I did not understand in the when I was in the military, I had no comprehension of why people complained about healthcare because I was like, oh, I can just get it whenever I want. Mm. So, yeah. anyways. It's not. Um, I feel like this podcast has just been me bitching for <laughs> yeah, I've been bitching an hour and but 24 minutes. There'll be, there'll be an audience for that, I'm sure. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. How, um, um, how is Eddie? Well, well, we're... Oh, let's talk about happy stuff. Oh, man. Laura... The stuff that Eddie can do is just crazy to me. Like, he's walking, he's starting to say words. Um, you know, he is like somewhat self-sufficient. It's really, it's really crazy. It's a really amazing age. I think that kind of. I've got a, yeah. My best friend's little girl is like four months younger than than Eddie is, and she's like. It's amazing. Like every, I see her probably twice a week, and maybe not now. We can't mix, but I, yeah, I see her twice a week. And the 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 new thing she can do every time I see her, it just blows my mind. And it, you know, it's a it's such a amazing time with her that age because they are just picking stuff up all the time. They're like little sponges. Yeah. Has he? Yeah. Has he got a show he's really annoying you with? No, no. He he pretty much just likes. He'll watch anything. He hasn't got like a favorite terrible program no no that's good that's good he really likes color crew but that's pretty much it that's good he's got nothing he's tormenting you with because that's that's no worst i mean the the probably the worst of it in this house has been like peppa pig and frozen but esther recently (laughs) got into paw patrol and that can fuck off that is the most Oh, yeah, it's the worst. It really is. Uh, Eddie has just woken up, so I think I'm probably going to have to wrap up here in just a minute. No problem. But um... here's my my question to you, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to leave this in. I'm going to leave this in so that we both get held accountable. Okay. When do you want to talk about in-betweeners? Because, like, I I literally don't remember what episode we left off on. No, I'm um, I'm around, like, whenever. I've, you know, I've, I've got time on my hands. It's, it's kind of, up to you really if you tell me when's good for you we'll get so if i like messaged you on like a random monday and was like eddie's asleep let's record would that be something you'd be able to do or would you yeah, have so to I, like on a on a monday the only things that are set in stone for me are i take the girls to school and i'm back by about nine my time and i have to go and get them at about half past two my time and i'm okay yeah so other than that i'm i'm pretty pretty free 
Okay, so I think what'll happen is um, not Monday. Oh, let me look at my calendar. Monday the first. So that's two weeks from today, mm -hmm. or uh, sorry, Monday the second. Excuse me, two weeks from tomorrow. Yep. Um, when when I feel like Eddie's getting ready to take his nap, I will give you like a fifteen minute heads up or something, and then we'll see what we can try to do yeah. to Sounds connect. Good. Yeah. Cool. And I'm leaving this in so that people know, you know, like do do this? Laura and I want to, Laura and I have wanted to get together, but it's just been so incredibly difficult. And, you know, the fact that somebody posted on the Facebook page and was like, hey, when are you guys coming back? Like, that made me feel really, like, I was like, oh, man. No, I definitely, <sighs> I'm definitely up for it. Just, yeah, it could definitely be more ad hoc. Like, if it's, if a Monday's good view and that's a time that you can, yeah, I mean, and like I say, when I pick the girls up, they're pretty self-sufficient at this point for like an hour. I can do an hour. I just, I'll be back by about half past three. So just let me know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I will message you on Monday the first, second, and we'll get everything figured out. Cool. All right. I look forward to it. Okay. All right. Take care. Laura, thank you so much. That's all right. Thank you. All right. All right. Thanks, Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Bye.